0: Welcome back, podcast listeners. Thank you for joining us again for another episode. I am very excited to introduce someone who I can attest to being an excellent cook. I have had lots and lots of food at his house, and he knows how to make some mean food, especially Well, I'll let him introduce his favorite. I won't give it away. Thank you for joining us. Sam.
1: Yes. uh, Thanks for having me, Bess. And I'm I don't know if I agree with all you said. I, it's kind of, I think you're over-dramatizing everything.
0: <laughs> I, no, I'm not known for that at all.
1: <laughs> but we have had, shared lots of great meals together and um, lots of good fellowship. So,
0: Okay. Um, tell us one of, you do lots, lots of great menus, but tell us one of your favorite menus that you serve your family and also that you think first of when you're inviting a group of people over.
1: Okay, so years ago, this is probably over 10 years ago, probably more than that, I came up with I came across a recipe for that called perfect pulled pork. So perfect the pulled pork is the shoulder of the pork, and the reason I chose this to mention on your podcast is because it's so easy and it feeds so many people, and it's usually inexpensive when you catch it at a good price. So
0: So then it makes it very affordable if you're having a large group of people over. And most of the time that I've had this at his house, he has, what, probably at least 20 people here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe more. You
1: can serve. A lot of times, if you need more, you just grab another one. I've served up to four before at, like, school events and um I think you were there at the Valentine's Bank one time at um, Veritas years ago. Yes. I think I, I might have cooked four, or six of these. Oh wow! And it's no—it's no harder to cook um, four than it is to cook two. So, so do
0: you cook them all in the same one oven? Just yeah, regular yeah size just oven?
1: Uh, Usually, it just as long as you have a large oven, you can just put um, in a pan. I usually get one of those big metal tin serving pans and just put two of the pulled pork side by side. You just
0: and those pans you can find at Walmart yeah. or Target, uh, you know, big the warehouse clubs like Sam's Club
1: or Costco. Definitely. And then if you need four, you just put two more in another pan and put it in there. As long as the oven will hold it. If not, then you might have to, you know, cook them separately. That might take a little longer, but it's it's almost a set-it-and-forget-it recipe. So that's what I like about it.
0: Wow. So obviously this is a slow-cooked recipe. How When do you start?
1: Okay. How so soon do you
0: start <clears throat> before yeah, it needs the, to be
1: served? So the recipe has a dry rub, and I like to make this in bulk. Um, and it has like a tablespoon of, uh, let's see here, four, six, about eight different um, seasonings. Um, and you mix this, I mix this in a large bowl. I have a little shaker I put it in. And I usually mix this up um, way ahead of time and just keep it on hand. Um, but you can do it for each individual um, um time you make it if you want. But I just make this and use it when I, when it, and it'll be ready every time I need it. Um, I had, the recipe actually called for brining the pulled pork or the pork shoulder. However, I have done it brined. And I have had, done it unbrined and the brining takes a lot longer and I did not find that it added any taste or moisture to the meat. So therefore I have pretty much removed that.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: So the pork shoulder is a very fatty um, piece of meat, so it really doesn't need any ad- to add any uh, moisture. So I guess if you were doing a different cut of pork that maybe be drier, I know when I've done turkeys in the past, I have brined them because turkey is a low fat meat and it can dry easily. So if I'm smoking a turkey, then I'll brine it usually, and that's easy. Just get a pickle bucket and put it in there with some you know a mixture of salt and some sugar, and if you want some seasonings. Um, but yeah, so the, I guess I guess to get back to your answering your question, it's I do it the night before. Okay. So all I do is I get the pulled pork or the pork shoulder out of the package. It kind of has, um, um, you know, the it's sitting in the fat and things. So I usually rinse it off, and I pull out lots of paper towels or. I work at the hospital, so and and they have these like the hospital towels Mm -hmm. that you like suture people and you're doing surgery. So I usually have a stack of those, and I just usually pat it dry. I get a pan and I put all my seasonings kind of on the bottom of the pan or cover the bottom of the pan.
0: These are are clean (laughs) towels, yes, not used. These are
1: unused (laughs) or sterilized towels,
0: sterilized towels.
1: But usually it's paper towels. It's just easy. Uh, You just dump away because they're nasty. These these towels are gonna be nasty uh, with raw meat. And then you just put – I put some – get get a pan. It's usually the pan I'm going to cook in, um, but sometimes it's not. It just depends. But, you know, I just put the seasoning in the bottom. I toss it in that and make sure you cover the entire um, pork shoulder. Um, And then you put the oven on preheated 225, and you just put it in the oven the night before, and you wake up, and it's done.
0: Wow. Um,
1: So if I was going to cook it, like, for the next night – um, you know, maybe you would put it on that morning. And so mm-hmm. I found that as long as you're cooking it for about 10 to 10 hours or so, 10 to 12 hours, it has enough time to break down that meat. Um, you can use a um, digital thermometer and put that in the meat and let it get to, um, I can't remember the internal temperature, I think it's 200 degrees. And then you can just like let it sit in the oven, just turn the oven off and let it get down to 170 if you want to be real technical. But you know how it is with most recipes. You do it so many times, you really, um, you kind of it becomes second nature where you don't have to be, follow all those technicalities. At first, I was brining, I was watching temperatures, mm-hmm. and now I just kind of learned that okay, if, if I cook it ten hours, then this will be good.
0: It's gonna fall apart yeah. and melt in your mouth. So It'll you be s-
1: amazing, yep. it's and delicious. Then, um, I guess let's kind of go back before even the, the cooking process. Really finding these on sale is the key if you're want to. If you're really into money saving or if you're doing a big event. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you can find these under a dollar a pound. Wow. And they usually come in about 12 pounds, 14 pounds if you want to get a larger one.
0: Where do you um, typically shop to find this?
1: Yeah, you can buy these at one of your larger stores like Sam's Club in a two-pack a lot of times. But just any of the grocery stores, just find them when they're on their own sale. You can buy two or three of them and throw them in your freezer if you want to. And
0: they're called um,
1: pork, pol- sh- pol- pork shoulder? Yeah, pork shoulder. Yep. Okay. So it, it's called, you know, it's um, also called the pork butt. Okay. I have no idea how that got Coward the name. shoulder is yeah. the same thing as pork butt. Yeah, I don't know how butt. they got, yeah, maybe it looks like a rump. It is a kind of a rounded chunk of meat and it does have a bone in it and it's a the shoulder blade so you have like the scapula it's like a winged bone mm. and you know it's done when you can just pull that bone right out so when the meat just falls off that bone you know it's you know it's done it's so it's easy that's the measuring tool that's a
0: great tip
1: so buying these is on sale usually you can find these for on sale you know 90 80 90 cents a pound you spend Eight to twelve dollars a pulled pork, and this I would say one pulled pork is going to feed approximately, you know, eight ten people, maybe even more. And um, on volume, just think about you're going to lose about a third of the weight um, in like fat and the bone and waste. So, you know, if you have a twelve pound um, piece of meat, you can you can expect to have about eight pounds of serving meat. And then I always calculate about um, a, th- a third of a pound, a half a pound, depending serving teenagers or grown adults right. um, per pound. So you, you you kind of think, oh, well, that's a third of a pound, eight people, that's, I mean, eight pounds, well, that's going to be 24. Well, you know, you're going to have to some waste and stuff like that, so... I don't know. Teenagers are what I've been serving for years at the house. So usually it comes out to about, if I have eight pounds, it's about eight people or less.
0: Because <laughs> mm-hmm, teenagers can eat a lot yeah. and they definitely are coming back for seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what do you serve with this?
1: Right. Uh, so I guess the, the question is um, how I serve it. So there's two okay. ways I serve it. So if it's something quick and easy, and I guess it depends on the event if it's quick and easy, then I do um, just pulled pork sandwiches. So just buy some buns, have some good barbecue sauce. If you can to make your own, go do it. Um, and then um, um, I get coleslaw. So just buy some chopped cabbage, get a make your own coleslaw mix or buy a packaged one, mix it together and serve some coleslaw with it. That's easy. If you want just chips to go with it, a bag of chips or have that with the coleslaw. But That's how we usually do it. We just have coleslaw, and I like to put the coleslaw on the meat, so like a little, on the bun. So I have some, the bun, a little meat, barbecue sauce, a little coleslaw, and then the top bun. And that I really like that.
0: And to prep the meat for that, do you shred it? When it once it's fall apart, tender, do you, are you <clears throat> taking two forks and shredding it?
1: Yeah, so when that comes out of the oven, you're going to have a layer of fat on the top. And I'll scrape that off. And then it should be so tender that you get two forks and you just separate it out. Um And um, then it should be easy to serve, just like with some tongs or a, a two forks, and people can serve it. Um, the second way we do it, and it just depends on the event, and, um, so a lot of times we'll do this together. Like we'll just give the option to people, but we do pulled pork tacos with it. So just some corn tortillas and have like a taco bar type thing with all the toppings, cilantro, so maybe some ch- diced onion and diced jalapeno, and you know a little secret we do is a little mango salsa that's really takes it up a notch maybe some of your little favorite taco sauces or something so some open face pulled pork tacos are really easy gets a lot of variety in there because you know you get tired of just pulled pork sandwiches and sure so some tacos into it.
0: and that mango salsa you can make your own if mangoes are in season which is delicious but i have found jarred mango salsa that's fairly fairly good it's pretty
1: good yeah they usually have that at sam's club Mm um a mango salsa it's really i I really like it a lot and it has cilantro in it and has some jalapenos and onions um i'm sure there's other brands out there the other thing we've used i've seen is a i think it's the paste brand like paste picani sauce but they make a a pineapple maybe it's a pineapple mango or something it's a little sweeter. I don't really prefer that one as much, but uh, it's, it is available off season. That may
0: be available year-round. I know the one from Sam's Club, which is similar to Costco for those who aren't around to Sam's Club, that, that one is seasonal because it's in the refrigerated section, and it's not there year-round from what I have found. But the jarred one, like you're talking about, probably is yeah, on it's the shelf. Yeah, shelf-stable. Shelf-stable. Shelf shelf once sure. you open it, you refrigerate it, but it's, it's on the shelf with the salsas.
1: And what we'll do is, like, corn chips, you know, and some salsa on, with the pulled pork tacos. Um, yeah, it's a neat, good, good variety. Time. And I think wow. they call that... I was looking at the recipe, and I saw it says, Whole Boston Butt... Um, so that is called the Boston butt is what it's called. Okay. So, I mean, maybe some Bostonians out there can tell us where that came from. I don't know. <laughs> Comment
0: below if yeah. you are from Boston and tell us why it's Boston butt and a pork shoulder. I have no idea. Well, I will post this recipe along with the tips, along with any changes. Um, thank you for all of that. I love those detailed tips because somebody that's made it dozens of times You know, you you look at a recipe, you read a recipe, but hearing that makes it so much easier to feel like, okay, I can do this and I can make it successful. So
1: thank you very much. So I have done it, like I'll smoke it on the smoker sometimes, the first four hours to give it flavor, then just put it in the oven before I go to bed or something. Um, And that gives it a little more smoky flavor. I was trying to think, there's another little... Oh, so for pulled pork tacos sometimes, after I shred it, I'll have it on a a big pan that's like a um where the meat's all spread out on a really thin layer and then i'll sprinkle some of that seasoning on top and um sometimes maybe put it in the oven just to get a little bit more um or excuse me i'll, I'll just um put the seasoning on top okay. that gives it a little bit more flavor and, and just a little burst of um, flavor on it when you're putting in the pulled part taco so i've done that. Um, and found, I found that that really tastes well.
0: Mm, that <clears throat> sounds delicious. I I'm gonna have to go home and make this <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Invite some company over, and this is gonna be the menu. <laughs> Do you have a tip, a piece of advice for welcoming people into your home?
1: I think just doing it. You know, sometimes it's. I know, um, you know, having I uh, have four kids, and you get we all get busy. You get. Um, tired and just like you know we don't want to do this and sometimes it's just getting out and doing it inviting people over i've found a lot of times you know you know a lot of times your invitations get shot down you know probably greater than 50 percent of the time so just invite people a if lot they, if they come it's a blessing and and then don't stress over it it'll be perfect you know just mm-hmm. um i've cooked this same recipe and um it 's not done in time, and I got it out, and I just got it and started chunking it up in little <laughs> bitty chunks and it eats great, no one knows a difference it wouldn 't fall off the bone, and um, it works really great i 've done the same thing i 've got these this pulled pork and chopped it in chunks and throw it in the crock pot all day I mean you can oh, wow. do it so many different ways you know um, um, so just don 't don 't stress about the results just really it 's about the fellowship the food's sure. just kind of a uh, brings people together mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> yes okay thank you and finally what is your must-have kitchen item and where can we find it
1: man that's a hard one there probably a lot
0: <coughs> give us one
1: so i guess we're excluding things like a certain seasoning a certain um you know food because you know butter and salt are like <laughs> the must staples in life
0: for all of you people who grew up on margarine yeah. i will pray for you <laughs>
1: Yes, it took me... Butter it, is where it's at. Exactly. It took me a long time to uh, convince my mother-in-law to get away from the margin, but when she has, she's not going back. I don't know how people in uh, other parts of the country are who still fall on the low-fat type thing that but okay, butter is worth that. Let's
0: just out. say that God created cows which create <laughs> butter. There's not quite a clear path to margarine, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how margarine is made.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay, well, what, what else so, besides butter <clears throat> and salt?
1: yeah i would i would say um what i use a lot and i really find convenient is you know i always have a cast iron skillet on the stovetop. that's Mm -hmm. one and then when they came out with these large cast iron skillets were basically the gas griddles or the big cooktops um, like the 36 inch cooktops i use that a lot because you can cook a lot of food really quickly Um, Instead of sitting there flipping pancakes for the kids or uh, guests over, you can cook 20 pancakes and they're all done at one time. You can cook, you know, several packs of bacon, um, hamburgers, and, you know, um, the stir fry. Just, you can do so many things. um, And you can have different temperatures and cook certain things, you know, quicker on one end versus the other end maybe less quick, so... Yeah. And
0: he's specifically talking about an outdoor gas griddle that he found at Sam's Club. It's a their brand is Members Mark four burner outdoor gas griddle. They sell it for a couple of hundred dollars. <laughs> you can get various sizes and models at other places. It's possible Costco has one online, um, but again, you could shop shop around. We'll we'll put a link to a couple of places that you could find one. My favorite thing that he served on here which this could be a whole nother episode about inviting people over in a, a great meal but i'll I'll give you a bonus tip um, it was what was the breakfast burritos breakfast burritos, breakfast yeah. burritos this big griddle on <clears> one <throat> end he's sauteing the peppers and onions and another spot he's cooking eggs another and spot sausage, there's sausage yeah. browning and then we buy the raw tortillas and just I don't know if if you find them in the refrigerator section, and they only have to cook about 30 seconds on each side, and they are delicious and taste, just have a different flavor than the ones you find in the package pre-cooked just sitting in the grocery store. And he had all that going up and down one side and down the other side of that griddle. Get
1: a big big bowl, toss it in there, and ready to go.
0: And it was all hot at the same time, and we all sat out on the picnic tables outside, a couple of different families, and had hot breakfast burritos straight off the griddle. And it kept, keeps all the heat and the mess outside easy to clean up. Too. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like you're cooking all the bacon and all the stuff that's you know the grease that's coming off outside. You just you just don't have any of the mess. And and I, there's some attachment I enjoy at cooking outside. It's like camping and cooking. Like you're out in nature, like you're one with nature and your food's there. I don't know we we eat out in the back porch a lot. we have a um, table back there, and I just I think that's just a neat experience it is
0: it really is
1: I will add if best you don't mind sure, a little t- um, saving technique like on the rub, so if you don't make the rub yourself, which requires like cumin, garlic powder, onion powder, chili powder. Um, salt, um, which I use kosher salt. And that's very important, not, the, not just the iodized salt, just the larger kosher salt. Ground pepper, um, paprika, and then brown sugar. And then there's a little cayenne pepper. It's, I use a lot less of that than what's called for. If you don't have all those, you can buy just a, a rub that's made for pork. And I use um, head country. So that's, we find that at the um, large stores as well in a big container. But I buy most of those seasonings right there in the larger, big containers, and you can just—they're pretty much one to one, all over equal parts. And you, besides the brown sugar and the cayenne, and you just dump them all together, and you have this large amount. So, yeah, it's easy to do. Or you can just buy—if you want a, tip, a, a little tip of saving time, you don't want to mix all that together. Just buy one of those Head Country ones, and it's—it's mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty close. It's—it's it's lot, real close.
0: Okay. Well, I'll be sure and put kosher salt on your recipe to remind yeah, it's everybody. On I mean, it's one of those little
1: things that you just throw sure. in the air and you don't, you don't add it to the recipe. Yeah. It
0: says salt, but we'll make sure we add kosher in exactly. parentheses. Yeah. But like you say, if somebody just wants to try it out before committing to mixing up their whole the whole dry rub themselves, they could easily buy, buy one pre-made. That's also a time-saving tip, although it's not hard to throw together. Yeah, seasoning. and you see
1: that I did mark out the tablespoon of cayenne pepper into a teaspoon. It's still a teaspoon's probably a little much. That's, it's a lot.
0: Yes, um, especially if you're serving children of any yes, yes. size. Yeah, <laughs> Most know. kids don't like cayenne.
1: This I'm sure this is someone's recipe. They put out. They put out sure. on the internet like you know, 10, 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, and I've kind of adapted it. So whoever's recipe that might come across this and go, yeah, that's mine, then, you know, I give you the credit. I'm not going to take any credit for this.
0: Well, but, you know, you've made enough changes, and we will update it to where it is actually your recipe. So thank you so much for sharing it with us and all of your tips, all of your time savers. I'm excited about this menu, and I know the listeners are going to be too.
1: It's pretty tasty. I never, get, I never get tired of it. I've cooked it so many times, and every time I look forward to it. And then, you know, a lot of times you have leftovers, and you just eat it for the next day. Well, and every good.
0: time I'm invited over, I, I ask what's going to be on the menu, and I'm hoping I hear pulled pork. So <laughs> <laughs> I never get tired of it either. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode, and we can't wait to have you back next time. Bye.